1: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, welcome back
0: to the Winning Plays podcast. with Brian Rob. I am Rich Levine. Mike Pien is still on sabbatical, but the Celtics are back. We'll get into the winners and losers of Boston's first two games in the bubble. But first, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Give us a follow on Twitter. That is at Winning Plays Pod. Shout out to CLNS Media. Shout out to Bet Online. B Rob, we are two games in. It happened. I, I I'll admit that I was very negative for for most of the summer about them actually pulling this off and actually happening. But for now, not only is it happening, it's pretty smooth. Yeah, it's. You should have saved that for the MLB. Yeah, and, right. I need to start um, an, go back in time and start an MLB podcast. And talk <laughs> a lot of shit, but no, it, it's great. It's it's great to see the games have been great. It's a little bit weird. Uh, have you know watching? Obviously, it's it must be weird for you because you you guys can't be at the games anymore. But what's it like, like kind of covering these games from outside the bubble?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a unique experience. I mean, obviously, some games on the road you're not going to be there for anyway. But just you're you're used to having, you know, a taste of at least a bunch of home games mixed in, and not you know being from afar every time. But um, everyone's sort of getting the hang of the, the Zoom press conferences, and you know, who's, I guess the, the one upside is the players. Since they're not showering at the arena, they're they're kind of ready to go right after the game for the press conference. So that's that's good news for us, as opposed to um, you know waiting around an oh, hour I, after a game. <laughs> I can remember,
0: I can remember not even an hour. Rondo was the worst back when. Oh, I, yeah. when I was in the locker room, I remember that, that was one of the reasons I did I, I didn't do it anymore. It was just so frustrating having to wait and spend your entire night waiting for Rajon Rondo to get out of the shower, and, and especially because you kind of knew he was probably done. I feel like he got like special joy out of waiting it making oh, yeah. everyone wait a little bit longer and
1: then he gives you would give you five-word answers sometimes too <laughs> right <The> double whammy <laughs> that um, really stick it to you so but yeah but uh the, they've been that's been that's you know and it, but at the same time it's nothing close to like being in a post-game scrum where you know you can it's it's a free for all to ask questions and you can get stuff in this time. If like wait your turn, you might not get a question in. So that's tough too. So, um, the only, it, I'd much rather have the, obviously the, the post game locker experience for the, the free form ability of it with the, the players. Um, but the, the one upside would be just how quickly they're coming out to talk.
0: Uh, okay. So Celtics are one and one uh, could very well be two and O oh at the same time. Pretty lucky to be one and one um, I think we're going to go right in with the winners and losers. We're going to go three and three uh, from the first two games. A big game against Miami coming up. So we're doing this on Monday afternoon, Tuesday night. Pretty critical game against Miami, um, as much as any of these games are critical. But um, you want to? I, I think there's obviously one clear winner from these first two games. Do you want to? Yeah, I mean, do you we have to serve Kembo.
1: We have to serve. We have to serve Kemba Walker. I think.
0: So you know, what's funny is that I was thinking someone different. So, I was thinking of someone I mean, different than Kemba. There's halfway there's through two it, clear winners yeah halfway <laughs> through it i said to myself shit maybe kemba is also a clear winner let's start with that because honestly we were let's say we were negative we were certainly cautious about what we were expecting from kemba coming in with a minute limit with you know with him, him not practicing at, at, at full blast but shit man he he looked fantastic in the minutes he was out there
1: he did and i think it's probably been it was probably january the last time he had you know above 50 percent shooting in two straight games is that right and yeah and he's not a high percentage shooter anyway um for a guard you know he takes a lot of threes he struggles at the rim at times even when he's at his best but we just hadn't seen consistency in him getting to his spots you know period over much of february and march when it was really hampering him and so the the plan was in place by the c strange staff under a lot of scrutiny here but uh it's worked too perfectly so far granted just two games here long way to go but not only is he moving well on the court the shots are falling too and we haven't had that combination of both um you know since well before the All-Star break
0: yeah again yeah, it's not even that he's just making the shots it's just how he's making them it's the way he looks whether it's you know you know, running a guy off uh, off a screen or a pick or you know one one or two off the ball, but he just looks so sharp. And I also love to see how badly he wants to be out there at the end of the games. You know, oh yeah, it's killing him. You can, <laughs> you can see the frustration. I don't know in that towards the end of the Portland game yesterday when he had the the towel over his mouth. I don't know what he was saying or or what he was doing, but you can see how badly he wants to be out there and that he certainly feels like he's capable of being out there. So I mean, I I, I think maybe. I, going into the bubble I was maybe 5 out of 10 you know, it's sort of my um, how confident I was scale. yeah I mean I'm, I'm like 7 or 8 right now because I'm not because I'm still feel very good about the Celtics slow playing it you know what I mean I think if it's up to Kemba he'd be out there 30 minutes a night for sure but because I don't think that they're gonna that they're gonna you know uh, fall victim to the pressure of, of Kemba to be out there they're gonna stick to the plan and make sure that he's right and he just seems right so that, that, that is, we're all, we're all winners uh, after the first two games, after, see, <laughs> after seeing that.
1: Well, it's clear that I think the staff just learned their lesson in terms of how the rest of the season went with the, okay, we're going to give him a couple games here, and then they'd fall into a trap where um, they'd have a minute a for a couple games, but then, like, two days later, it's a double overtime game, and he's up to 40 minutes, right. and then things, you know, fall you know then then the soreness comes up again so it is easier in these games that are meaningless not meaningless but clearly don't carry the weight that um a playoff game would or even you know a a without home court advantage what a normal regular season would do but at the same time they they're smart about they're not going to listen to him they're not going to let him talk his way back onto the court and to be honest this should this should probably be like a four-year plan for the celtics For him, like going maybe not to this degree, but I think you want to try to baby him for this as much as you can in regular season games now, just so that wear and tear doesn't add up and you find yourself at the end of 82 games where he's he needs a blow and he can't really afford to have one.
0: Right. And again, because for him, for most of his career, it's been an 82 game sprint. And then you don't really worry right. too much about what's ha- what's happening in, in April, May, and June because you're at home playing golf or doing whatever Kemba does in his free time. But now it's like as he's getting older combined with the fact that he's potentially going to have to play a couple more months of basketball every single year. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Um, and all right, so I, I figure we should probably go back and forth between winners and losers. But because there was another clear, such a clear-cut
1: winner, and Jalen Brown's got to be it, right? Uh, yes, That's I think when you... Go 6 of 6 in the fourth quarter um, to win a game with four of those being threes. Uh, that pretty much clinches your spot. He wasn't fantastic against the Bucs. A little, overze- um, little overzealous. He was exactly. a little overzealous, exactly. He got uh, out of the gate, really want, got aggressive, tried to do a little bit uh, himself too much early on, and then clearly the picking up a fifth foul in that third quarter was pretty detrimental in terms of just the type of defense you want to play against the honest and the bucks there but he was sensational against this, the blazers actually do you know he started like two of i want to say he started like two of seven or two of eight in that game before he just caught fire in the second half it was it was pretty incredible how great his shot making has gotten from three-point range
0: yeah it's fine maybe we didn't we didn't notice anything because all anyone was worried about in the first half was what Tatum was doing which is fantastic but yeah and speaking of that defense I hope that and I'm sure Jalen did learn learn from it and I'm sure that the, the coaching staff's going to hammer it home but that one play one of the fouls that he picked up where you force Jan- Giannis to take that baseline fadeaway jump shot you already got him in a situation it's already a win if Giannis is taking that jump shot you don't have you don't need to block it you know what I mean like that that was one of his fouls. I think he just got a little too aggressive trying to guard a baseline fadeaway. And I think in that situation you just go straight up. But um but yeah, he was a little too overhyped. But, so he, he his three-point shooting is has been much improved, but also he got to the line 15 times in these two games. Yeah. Led the team uh, taking it to the hoop and hitting 73%, which is, you know, what he was shooting uh, earlier this year anyways, was just such a marked improvement from where he was at earlier in his career. Um, but yeah I mean defensively offensively he seems under control and I'm going to stick with what I said uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before about him being a guy that potentially is uh, positively affected by not having fans there I think it probably helps his focus a little bit but he's and he's a guy that like from the second he stepped in the bubble we've been seeing this from him he's looked like like just a more mature more developed calmer more confident uh, Jalen Brown and and, you know, Kemba touched on it a little bit after the game, just talking about the the, the talent level that those two guys have. But it, it really is a game changer. And it, it takes a lot of pressure off Tatum, too, to, to potentially, you know, it makes him do be able to do a little bit more without having to feel that he has to carry the entire load.
1: Sure. I mean, just look at that fourth quarter. Uh, five, you know, Tatum had eight assists in that game. Five of them came to Brown in the fourth qu- quarter on those threes. And, I mean that's a credit to him too for reading the double team, but that that's clearly him having confidence in his teammate, being like, okay, Jalen has it going in here. I'm just gonna create separation, and once Carmelo or whoever cheats off of Jalen, like that shot's gonna be there, and that would that's what Danny Ainge and the front office banked on, being like, okay, we're just gonna if we have four guys that can shoot and create, then good luck trying to defend us. And you know the Blazers are probably the worst defense out of any team in the bubble, but the C's still lit them up for pretty much that entire game barring a, a drought in the middle of the second half
0: i saw some number that's escaped me at the moment but i think was it the highest three-point percentage in a game where they took at least 30
1: yep i think taylor snow had that um so what yeah, was, it was it do you remember it, of, the top of your head? it was eight out yeah, for 30 highest three-point shooting percentage in a game when they've taken 33 so they're 18 of 30 from three, um and they almost lost rich which is like we right. It's well, a lot of positives here, but like that is. I mean, it was a shootout, but um, yeah. I mean, we'll get to the defensive end in a little bit. But the Blazers, it, uh, the
0: Blazers hit thirty-five of thirty. I think right. Uh, in the they shot the quarter. lights out too. <laughs> that was that. That was Gary Trent Junior. Um, yeah, fuck. Future um, Austin. Give me uh, give me your your first loser. Maybe not your top loser. Give me one of your losers. And I hate calling them losers. These are NBA players. All right, but uh, yeah, this
1: losers. No, this is stock down after the first two games <laughs> sure. we'll say that like um as we'll go with we'll the Mike um, reese,
0: the Mike reese style of uh coverage three up three yeah six. exactly
1: but no the, the yeah losers we're we're uh my first is uh the rookies are my first loser in this um so throw time Lord grant williams, Lord. williams throw time yeah sure yeah uh second year players and under um Grant Williams, very limited playing time, not very impressive in even first two games. And Romeo Lankford and Rob Williams not getting a sniff of the rotation. And that's not a huge surprise given the matchups here and how good, you know, or how solid the rest of the bench has looked. Um, Brad Wanamaker obviously had a great first game, didn't really do much against the Blazers. But I think that we, we see the pegging order here. This is not development time, Rich. And you got to show you're able to... Help, or you're going to be on the pine. And you know Grant Williams. Not I don't want to beat up him too much, but I think he, like you know he bobbled a couple passes down low. Um, had a tough foul or two. Just clearly, Shemmy's ahead of him, and it's hard to blame him.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing that we that we as a unit missed on. In our in our previews of, of this bubble and 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 talking about how the Celtics were going to uh, approach it for the last month or so is we thought that they were going to use this these eight games as maybe a second preseason but that's it's just not the case I and mean, they 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 are all in playing these games you know, okay maybe the kemba thing maybe if it was the NBA finals he's not on a minute limit but like they are they are playing these games to win and that's it that's it it's not it's not development it's about it's about wins and losses uh and and the thing is, I like, can't blame them, but you you would have thought or you would have hoped that you know Williams and Williams and Romeo might be a part of that, that they might be at, at, a, at a stage in their development where when you're in winning time that you still want those guys, that they can still contribute. But apparently maybe some of it's just matchups, but right now they're just not there. And and for me, the Time Lord thing was a big disappointment. I I, I was just – and again, a lot of this is, is just want. I want him to be – to fulfill that potential because it's so fun when he's out there and operating at at his highest level uh but he's clearly just not ready
1: yeah and you know we didn't get the glimpse of the two or three weeks of workouts before the scrimmages where this was probably all decided like one good scrimmage is not gonna move a guy up on the depth chart it's like they these coaches have been watching these guys for weeks and it's clear that there's a pecking order in place and those guys or at the bottom right now. I guess I'm even surprised I guess the one upside for the rookies, I, Carson Edwards is dressing, so that's a plus for him over Javante Green. I didn't expect that. yeah. Um, no, again, I think that might be a matchup. Thing. One
0: of the, like Javante was actually contributed or this year. He was he was he was a solid right. guy off the bench in and, and certain situations, whereas in Carson we just I mean, just outside of that one performance in preseason mm-hmm. which now feels like seventeen years ago. But outside of that 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 one moment he really hasn't done anything to inspire a spot on the, on the active roster. But again, like you said, a lot, a lot's going on behind the scenes. Um, all right. I'm going to give one. So obviously I, I had Williams and Williams as, as one of my losers. I'm going to give, okay. uh, one of mine and then we'll have one and one each. Like they'll be right. Okay. I think maybe yep, sounds good. Um, so this is not, these are not members of the Celtics. in fact, oftentimes they, they seem like they're members of the other team, but the big losers so far in the bubble the referees, <laughs> we, we we talked about or, or we thought, we hoped that maybe the lack of home court fans, the, you know, the bubbleness of the bubble to, to get really creative with my vocab, that maybe it might help the referees be a little bit more, I want to say fair and balanced, a little bit more consistent, just a little less horrible, you know, at, at their job sometimes. But we really saw some critically awful officiating you know the the honest one sure that like the, a couple of those were horrible but that that over and back last night and i know you tweeted about it as it happened in, in real life so they called they 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 called <laughs> uh that on on Tatum where Tatum was still in the backcourt when he threw the ball gordon Haber was in the front court when he caught the ball and they called the backcourt violation
1: so and they actually followed the refs doubled down after the game in the pool report and said it was the right call which is to me which technically would have been correct because it's like it's different and i guess it just speaks to how like the whole rule is not written well because for since tatum was in the air and the ball was past half court or any part of his body past craft court like i guess technically they're saying okay he's in the front court there but then it's like okay well haber's body's past mid court, but he hasn't stepped in the front court yet so technically he's still backward which is just like just seems like a very dumb way to judge the rule when you look at the pass and Tatum was clearly passing it forward. So like maybe they'll look at the whole rule and the fact they couldn't review it either um, in the last two minutes, just it's not a reviewable play. It's very dumb to me too. But I, to me, that, that was – it's just a, a dumbly written rule for the way a, a play like that is called, which it shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah, and I think another another thing we might see from from this from the bubble on, on the negative side is that because there aren't home fans and there aren't you know, like these guys are less accountable in real time, you know, like you maybe have to feel to, to deal with the wrath of a coach or, or a bench, but that's happening anyways. But like without the pressure of eighteen thousand <laughs> people, you know, saying horrible things about you or just, like there's just you just I don't I'm gonna say you don't care as much, but like you're okay maybe sticking to your guns or, or you know, it's, I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens. I'm sure it's an. Adjustment they don't they them. don't
1: hear how wrong, they don't hear how wrong they are from eighteen thousand people on top of right <laughs> like Brad Stevens.
0: I'm sure it's an adjustment for all of them, but it's just it's again I, I it's just so frustrating that every postseason the official, the officials become a story, and once again through two games like during a critical moments there have been questionable calls. Sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partners. Bet online. Uh, Major League Baseball is back, and they're somehow still holding on. Uh, there's no shortage of ways to get on the action. Bet Online has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports start to return, Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, uh, seven-time NBA champ Robert Ori, and, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like to playing without fans. Uh, we've already talked about what it might be like refereeing without fans. Maybe they should get one of those refs in to, to talk on this too. They're calling it the pandemic. Over on Bet Online, so check that out. Uh, visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Uh, bet Online—they are your online wagering experts. Um, all right, so so Jalen and Kemba were two of your winners, uh, and I'm gonna probably guess that we have the same third. Do you want to Do you want to deliver it?
1: Mm, I bet we don't. Really. Um, yeah. My okay. third uh Marcus Smart.
0: Wow, very very off brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was for Mike cuz he <laughs> can be here. Um no, I the obviously his numbers not impressive um you know, I shouldn't say not impressive against the Blazers had a great game against the Bucks to kind of keep them at, in that game of his um shooting while Tatum um laid an egg, but I was very encouraged to by just the, his discretion with his shot selection. He is only. Can you guess how many shots he's averaging a game right now, Rich? In these uh, two games? 11.
0: Seven
1: and a half per game.
0: And, that, and that's not three pointers. That's actual.
1: That's actual shots. Wow. Total shots, which is fantastic because you have Jason Tatum taking 20 shots a game, Jalen Brown taking 16 a game, Hayward taking 12 a game. Kemba's only taken a few more um, than you know Smart but that's because he's on a minutes limit. Smart is embracing his role again from like two years ago where he is the distributor he is the pest on defense and yeah he'll take open shots if they're there but he's not going to seek them out and that has helped the Celtics offense get to a higher level in these first two games and we're and that should only continue as the minutes go up for Kemba, but the shot distribution's in the right place, and a big part of that is with the point guard, and I'm smart deserves kudos for that in my mind.
0: I'm I'm still a little bit worried about his availability long term. I mean, because he's already got a, bu- a million bumps and bruises, right? With the, That's like, true. There, there, was a, he's got- there was a neck injury, right? There was a. The and nut he, shot. Well, that's he gets he gets hit yeah. he gets hit in the groin at least two or three times a game. It seems like sometimes he flops. He's a big groin flopper, but also oh, yeah. gets a couple. Uh, is is good for at least one or two very solid shots, like ones that would probably take a lesser man out for a longer time. And he just kind of brushes it off. But and again, this is part of part of the Marcus Smart experience. It's part of how he plays. But as he keeps getting older, and as like it comes to a point where the Celtics really need him. I don't know. It just it still it still makes me nervous, and I and mean, we'll see what happens. You know, we obviously we're we were hoping for the best, but um, I don't know. I, I I'd be shocked if he escapes these eight games without some sort of serious ling- ling- uh, lingering injury.
1: Well, I think you'll probably see Brad Stevens learn his lesson from last year and put him on ice for maybe the last most of the last two games after he had the meaningless game eighty one injury against the the Magic last year so yeah that's a
0: good point just because there is no meaningless game for marcus if he's on the court, right. he's playing like, exactly Game seven
1: exactly so you can't be like hey take it easy out there no it's like <laughs> no you're you're sitting on the bench this half like that's just don't even come to the arena we're leaving you at the hotel um, um interesting okay yeah, so that's my third it's marcus sparse so um,
0: you know who mine is then obviously yeah do you want
1: to guess it's uh, brad wanamaker brad, yeah. brad. <laughs> by the way
0: great great first game for brad i might have put him on that if it wasn't for the for the no showing game two but yeah. G- gordon hayward i mean we, we talk about the 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 ups and downs of Tatum uh you know to a certain extent I guess Jalen too and you talk about his his slow start and against Portland and the foul trouble against Milwaukee but Gordon has just been so solid and in, in, in all the most ideal ways that you need him to be um, you know, averaging 34 minutes a night eight and a half rebounds perfect 11 11 from the line uh four and a half assists a night and he's just he, he he's just there you know what I mean A fantastic mustache by the way. <laughs> Want to give him credit for that? I think he looks great. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it, as, as everything around him, and whether it's Kemba's minutes and all that, every all these other moving parts, Gordon Hayward is just, just, just straight and narrow. And he's he's just he's the guy. And and, and is he Gordon Hayward from from Utah yet? No, he probably never will be that again. But it is this is the guy if the Celtics are going to make some serious noise, uh, and we're talking like making the finals, winning the finals. It's just really uh, inspiring and encouraging to see Jordan uh, Gordon playing the way he has.
1: Yeah, I mean, averaging twenty nine and five as a third option is that's what a finals team needs to have. Yeah, and he is the rebounding has been super encouraging. He's actually leading the team in rebounding so far eight point five per game. Um, you know, he was shooting the lights out from three against the Blazers, like everyone else. Um, got into the line five and a half times a game. Which I think is huge, given how he's been weary of contact in you know past seasons. And the one thing to watch with him, he he is four turnovers a game. Still, that's a team high. Uh, you want to see that roll back. And I do think, I mean, I guess not. Not going to be yesterday. He only took three shots in the last 18 minutes of the Blazers game yesterday when I was going through the Box Score. But again, when Jalen has it going, you can't like, what do you want him? Just have him steal shots from there. So right that's not really a knock him at that point. I feel like,
0: yeah, no, uh, he's, he, he's just been great. And I think, you like, you know, uh, this is going to change so much. We're two games into what will be, uh, hopefully we'll go into October. So a lot's going to change. We're going off a very small sample size here, but that's, you, you couldn't have asked for, for much
1: more from Gordon. Um, um, loser. All right. So loser. So I have two losers left. Okay. So you, you, um, you do
0: one. I'll do one. Then you, then you do your last.
1: Okay. Uh, This is again not a player here, but more, uh, but a team-wide thing for the Celtics. Um, And you touched on it briefly earlier. Dumb fouls, dumb fouls, fouling jump shooters, fouling, giving up fouls when you're in foul trouble. Um, This happened. I think they fouled three three three-point shooters against the Bucks, and I think fouled Giannis in a couple of those like turnaround fadeaways. Like, what you can't do that. Like, you, you have to be smarter about the contest, you know, not leaving yourself in a vulnerable spot in those instances. And they did it again. I mean, I mean the Blazers is a different situation with Lillard and McCallum. you Like, you know, you're it's going to happen from time to time there. But they need to clean that stuff up because that's giving away easy points. And um, it's honestly been an issue all year long from when, you know, they fouled Karis LeVert on a game-tying three um, oh, right. at the Garden a couple <laughs> like weeks ago. So that – That that needs to be cleaned up, um, kind of team wide. I feel like.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Again, it's 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 and to say that it's been going on all year. I was going to say it's good to get it out of their system uh, in the first two games, but if it's just a continuation of of something that had been plaguing them all year, then that's maybe a little bit more concerning. Um, Especially because again, these, you know, this is the playoffs. You're you're not you're not playing very many. Uh, cupcake teams anymore. You got Brooklyn, you got Washington and every other game, whether it's the playoffs, or whatever is going to be really tough teams. You're going to be close games. Just can't be giving giving shit away, especially when you're, when you're going to be at a, a height disadvantage, I think for a lot of these games. Um, no, there's no reason to be given extra foul shots and all that. Um, I went for my, for my, for my third loser. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, I think, you know, they, the Celtics have played four halves and he had, one really really awesome half and and he, i mean i'm not going to say, say too much negative about the second half of the blazers game but he certainly wasn't the jason tatum that that we expect and that the celtics need um you know i say he, he made one basket in the last 11 minutes of of the fourth quarter granted you know, he was helping set jalen up and and doing all that and and again and in, in a situation where jalen is feeling it the way he is maybe the last thing you need is Jay, uh, jason to to not have the awareness to to or, or for him to be like okay i still got to be Jason Tatum and ignore that that his teammate is is in the zone but uh you know it's plain and simple the the Celtics if, if, if they want to do what they want to do Tatum's gonna have to be so much better he's gonna have to be that guy in the first half against Portland who was the guy in the in the, in the entire month of February um and he's just not there and there's so much time and this will be well we can laugh at this hopefully in, in a couple of weeks that he was on this list but for now after two games I think he that he definitely is
1: yeah I mean if there are two games and you shoot one of seventeen in one of those games, it's gonna to be tough to get off this side of the list. So, so but, I don't think he'll be here two games later, but
0: By the way, so he got a two of eighteen because of that joke where the other they scored in their own basket and he was the closest one to it. Is that where Correct. the two of eighteen comes from?
1: Exactly. So I've you know, that was I think early in the first quarter and I think he was just in he was the closest player to the Bucks in that situation when they tapped it in. It was Jalen's shot, um, that they, you know, rebounded in essentially but he got credit for it so uh that's where that comes from so that's two one of 17 games for tatum this year is that um, right when was the other one against dallas at the garden yeah. way way early in the year um sees one that one as uh well but yeah uh they he pretty much I don't know if they outright cost in that bucks game but yeah like that was everyone else had a solid game except for him um by and large in that game so but he bounced back 34 points um but f- for now, there weren't anyone else who had a stinker like that early on. So I have no issue with you putting it as your number three. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. So mine is, again, another team wide thing. Um, and I'm going to go with crunch time play. Mm. Because, I mean, yesterday, Rich, the Celtics, Jalen Brown hit that three with 30 seconds left. You know, great. Like, they, have, I think, 98% win probability there. And then the Blazers have a chance to send it to overtime, like less than twenty seconds later. And you have the backcourt violations. You have um, that pass, by, like, Marcus. pass, the exactly, pass by, by Marcus. The mean, pass, pass by Marcus. The impound pass. That was yeah, exactly. And again, and then you go to the Bucks game. Yeah, the, the Giannis reversal was a tough call, but you know the Celtics went cold offensively after that too, and let Middleton had hit the three. And then you go back to before the hiatus. This was a big problem for this team, whether it was blowing the home game, the Nets I talked about, um, the Thunder at home when Kemba got stripped. I think I looked it up. They they blew leads in the last minute of games that turned into losses in five of their last 10 games heading into the hiatus. So, is that right? so it is, you know, a trend there that they, you know, they, they're not choking. Obviously, they're hitting big shots when they need to, but they're not it's of a few more mistakes than you'd like to see at this, you know, stage of the 2019-2020 seasons. I know it's just back from the itis, but they have to clean this stuff up for the playoffs because this will cost them a series at some point if they keep making these, you know, uh, unforced errors.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because you don't, you know, you think about Kemba, I don't think of him as really like a like a floor general kind of point guard. Right. But you wonder like in I I wonder in those in those games before the break were what was it you said five games down the stretch like yep. how many of those were, were, were was he playing in like I, I wonder like I wonder if maybe if like just his presence can be a little bit more of a of a calming presence uh for the team you know, you assume that he is going to be out there in the fourth quarter when it really matters down the stretch um and a lot of that maybe could be just the, the adjustment of having Tatum kind of blossom into what he has and, like, everyone sort of finding their new roles in, in crunch time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's no question that that is a concerning trend and that there have been plays that they have made. Again, that pass, and, and that was coming out of a timeout too, wasn't it? That, yep. that smart yep. pass? Yes. I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that he, it wasn't even a contest for the, anyone on the Celtics. He, got just, he just threw it to, to the other team um yeah. it just had to be someone wasn't listening clearly um and you can't blame it on the on the on the noise in the <laughs> in the arena anymore um okay yeah so that that's good Do you want so we got so it's like i said it's monday afternoon right now uh tomorrow night tuesday night uh Miami versus Boston and we we set the table for right now a little bit for the for the standings because i mean the Tor- Toronto looks good obviously they kicked the Lakers ass um, they are, are operating at a high level right now. I, I think it's... Uh, and maybe a lot will still come down to that to that head-to-head, the Boston-Toronto game. But they don't look like they're going to be giving up this two seed.
1: No. And we're actually... So Toronto and Miami are playing as we record this. Okay. So if if Miami wins that game, then, you know, Toronto... That toronto Celtics game gets a little more interesting. But yeah toronto coming out being the lakers right away they just look like they're hungry everyone's healthy there they're not giving up that two seed so i think you can kind of wave bye-bye to that if you're the celtics even if you do beat them on friday the more interesting equation now is the 3-4 situation and the sixers and the pacers since tj warren just dominated the sixers <laughs> in that i did you watch any of that game
0: I I saw a little bit and then I watched most of the highlights. I mean, TJ Warren, whenever he has a game like that, he's out for the season within the next week. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll see how he handles it. But yeah, so that, that, that happened. And and Oladipo is is sitting today. It seems like he's not playing back to back with his knee situation. So that's still something to watch.
1: Right. But now it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Celtics will play this. If they actually end up trying to position themselves to get away from the Sixers, if, things get settled late where it looks like they're going to be in the six, like maybe they start resting guys a little bit earlier. So they fall into the four Um, or whether they just don't care and say, okay, Philly still looks like a mess and are having a lot of trouble defending everyone. So let's just, you know, take them down like we think we can. So I would, I don't think Brad Stevens will care much about this, but I do wonder whether, you know, given the just the talent discrepancy between Philly and Indy on paper whether that's something that they uh the team tries to hone in on um as things develop more in the standings
0: yeah although if you if you get down the four then you're putting yourself in milwaukee's side of the bracket right. which is which i
1: don't know if it's worth
0: it it's like if you can't beat philly then you know what's it matter right, right. i don't know it's, it's, but it's, but it's like question. if you're gonna see
1: if you're gonna see milwaukee anyway like what's one round earlier like that's... yeah i mean but again so it
0: can go both ways like maybe you give them a greater chance to either a lose b have an injury c get worn down but at the same time like you're potentially going to have an injury you're potentially going to lose you can be more worn down as well um it was good to see uh and chris Middleton still had a great game against the Celtics but was, and he and he hit a couple of ridiculous shots but he was not
1: uh superhero Celtics killer chris middleton no he wasn't and that is something that, yeah, like the Giannis was unbelievable in that game, and there was very little the Celtics could throw at him. You know, guarding Giannis at any time, much less off of a four-month hiatus, is a nightmare. Um, so clearly you, that's going to get cleaned up a bit if they do see him in a playoff series down the line. Um, but, yeah, the fact that the rest of the Bucks supporting cast did not, you know, dominate the, that game when they had open looks um, – is an encouraging sign if you're the Celtics, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and I think generally speaking, a 2-0 would be nice. It's funny, we both we both had them at 1-1 after two games. You you get the gold star. You had the loss to Milwaukee and beating Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, all told, 1-1 is not bad. No major injuries. If anything, they seem a little bit healthier than they did last week just because Kemba looks so much better than we thought he might. And he looks better than he did uh, down the stretch in, in February and March. Um, oh, easily so so that's that's just really great to have moving forward and like we said we there's every reason to believe and to be confident in the celtics like just not getting ahead of themselves with this they're not going to get overly overly excited and be like oh kemba says he can play let's just run him out there like no they're gonna they're gonna stick to their plan they're gonna make sure that he is is as close to 100 percent as he can be when the playoffs start and uh again more more now more than ever there's reason to believe
1: that he will be there where do you think he gets up to minutes wise
0: uh, I wouldn't in the, be surprised. The seeding this, games. To, oh, in the in the seeding games, I don't think he'll get past thirty. Yeah. I don't. And again, maybe we'll see what, what's what, eventually what's on the line. You know, we'll see how the rest of the the standings shake out. Uh, but I don't. I, it doesn't seem to me that it would be worth that
1: yet. And how what do you, you push him to in the pl- what do you push him to in the playoffs? I agree with you. I think thirty, maybe one game into the low thirty, so you get him ready for, you know, just the additional minutes load once the playoffs get going but i i would just try to protect him as much as possible in these games
0: yeah and again depending on what happens in these in, in these playoff games like, like like you said like uh you see how, how how he handles uh not being out there in crunch time and you also talked about what happened in the regular season that every time they wanted to 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 give him more rest the game goes to overtime or whatever it is and he ends up playing 40 minutes but um i would be comfortable with him yeah. hitting hitting 35 every once in a while
1: and I mean, he he lost credibility on this when he played through his minutes limit in the All Star game. So, so, if the, so if he stupid. if he's if, so if he's going if he's not gonna pull himself out of the All Star game, then you know he he wants. I mean, it's a credit to him to just obviously want to play whenever. I'm not giving him any uh, credit can, for, for for but playing no, anything. but that was that was dumb. <laughs> that was like you have like you you've lost your credibility on this Kemba, So um, don't even try talking way into anything. now. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough break, but it is what it is. Sure. Um, all right. All right that's it. So maybe interesting, interesting first weekend
0: to to say the least, to say the least. So, so, so so there's Miami, Miami on Tuesday night. And then what's, uh, what's next this week? Oh, geez. Brooklyn. Oh, that's That's a back to back too, right? So that's on Wednesday. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll reconvene maybe on, on Thursday or Friday. We'll see, we'll see how things are going and, uh, and just, just, uh, catch up with what happened and, uh, revisit the home stretch
1: so yep get at us at winning plays pod on twitter and shoot us a five-star review on itunes and a review on there as well it is much appreciated or where else you listen to spotify uh audio boom etc so yep like rich said we'll be back with you guys hopefully on thursday and we'll hopefully see how things are shaking out a little bit more on the seating seating front